last year, last July, uh, I said that uh, given the expansion of the US budget deficit at that time, that I thought that by this year we would be into uh, a major commodities boom, which was very similar to the resources boom that we'd been through after the GFC. And that was a pretty crazy thing to say right then because uh, we were just coming off a position where the uh, the oil price had been into negative, so low it had been in negative territory. Uh, but the reason I said that was that at that time, uh, the US budget deficit, which is the first picture you've got on the screen, uh, had risen to a level where it was equal to uh, the budget deficit in 2010. And the budget deficit in 2010 of 12.5% of GDP was the biggest budget deficit since World War II. And in all the work I'd done on commodity models and on uh, currency models, that was the thing, that enormous expansion in the US budget deficit uh, was what uh, generated the enormous expansion of uh, or growth of international reserves, which generated uh, a boom in commodity prices and eventually drove up the Australian dollar to very high levels. Um, we were equal to that. The budget deficit was equal to that in the middle of last year. By the end of last year, it got to uh, a much higher level of 16% of GDP, uh, significantly larger than the budget deficit of 2010, and overwhelmingly the biggest budget deficit since uh, since World War II. Uh, and uh, that kind of spending uh, was unsustainable, but uh, this year it's fallen away to 11.5% uh, of GDP uh, deficit, which apart from, uh, which is still uh, the third largest budget deficit since World War II. This is enormous uh, in terms of expansion, uh, the budget deficits in the US of those two years uh, add up to 27% of GDP. Our budget last year was 7% of GDP in Australia, and people were complaining about the government, federal government spending too much money. Uh, so what the US has done is vastly larger in terms of that kind of stimulus uh, provided, vastly larger than any other country within the European Union has done and Australia has done or, or, or anyone else. Um, so uh, uh, I predicted that would drive up commodity prices. And so what you'd see on the next slide is the RBA index of export prices published every month by the Reserve Bank of Australia, comes out the first of each month. And this is the most recent one, which includes the level for November. What's interesting about this is that even though, well, firstly, the level of commodity prices uh, over recent months is between 43 and 45% higher than it was for the average of the previous two years. So you've had a dramatic acceleration in commodity prices, but what's fascinating about it, uh, to me, looking at this chart, this is November, after you've had this enormous collapse uh, in, the, in the iron ore price, fallen from $230 a tonne to $100 a tonne, and yet the export prices haven't, uh, have not really fallen at all, because what was happening at the same time as iron ore was coming down the wheat price was going to, which is our largest agricultural export, uh, was going up to 880 US cents a bushel, which is the highest, highest price that's ever been recorded. And we've got a huge amount of wheat that we're selling this year. And as well as that, we had a boom in uh, uh, LNG. And as well as that, we had a boom in coal. Uh, so, and, uh, and if you look across the board, there's an enormous expansion of base metal prices. So... This is a generalised commodity boom. Uh, so, uh, 
So since we have this view that it's driven by the US budget deficit, uh, if we construct a model based on the US budget deficit, where does that tell us this is going to go? Well, let's look at the third slide. Huh. Well, we're not even close to the top of the boom yet. The, bo the big boom uh, uh, in prices is about 40, 50% higher than the current level of commodity prices, and it doesn't even begin to happen until we get into next year. Uh, and it'll hang up there for a few years as well. Uh, that, that assumes, and I haven't even encountered the budget spending, a budget deficit spending of supposedly another $30 trillion that's included in Build Back Better if it gets passed through the US Senate. Uh, this is only what the bills that have been passed both last year and this year and what they will do to commodity prices in the future. So, in fact, what you're looking at a resources boom, which is bigger than the resources boom uh, than... Uh, that happened in 2010, um, uh, and uh, most of these commodity boom, most of these commodity markets, particularly the energy sector, has yet to really run. So that, I call that little story uh, the commodities boom in three pictures. Those three pictures are actually uh, on the quarterly. If you want to go back and read the quarterly, you'll see those three pictures. These are actually updated with another month of data since the ones that are in the quarterly, uh, but. Uh, what it tells us is uh, the commodity. We are only at the beginning of the commodities boom, and the real the real peak is uh, well is ahead of us, and it's, it's ahead of us next year or the year after. Any questions? Michael, I'm presuming that the, the tail off in the model uh, relates to the the view for or the outlook for interest rates. Mm -hmm. uh, the question is the tail off in the model by which you mean that it falls at the end. Um, no, it has absolutely nothing to do with interest rates. It has to do with uh, uh, the uh, the previous part of uh, the US budget deficit. There is a mythology being spread uh, by the Biden administration that they're going to get uh, the budget down to about a deficit of about 3% of GDP. Uh, we haven't seen a 3% GDP deficit in, uh, in the US since about 2008, 2009, something like that. Oh, well before that, really. Um, so, uh, no, that tail off is all about the decline in the budget or the improvement in the budget deficit back to a normal range. That's that's all that's happening uh, in that part of the model out in 25, 26. <laughs>